Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to a new episode of Stay Tuned Sports. Actually on time this this week. Um, not have to worry about, you know, 7 o'clock at night to listen to my lovely voice of me talk about how Conor McGregor just absolutely ruined my weekend for sports. But yeah, lots to talk about. Like I said, UFC 257 was last week. A um, couple stories coming out of there that I want to touch on as well as um, some quarterback possible movement you know in the NFL um, this coming offseason and not just one I mean we saw Green Bay with you know lose to the, the Buccaneers which both games were very very good games um, definitely enjoyed both of them but before we get into the show head over to staytunesports.net where you can follow all of our social media um, accounts, which is on the right-hand side. There. You just click it. It takes you right there. You can follow, click the like button, the subscribe button for YouTube. Um, and then on the top is our merch tab, which we have a few uh, articles of clothing there. We have a, a Stay Tuned Sports hat, as well as the new Stay Tuned Sports 2021 logo for the T-shirt. Um, and just want to give a quick shout out for anybody that was on Twitter and saw and follows Josh Sobel, our Simbox truck driver, um, bought a truck series t-shirt. So you can actually see what it looks like in person in picture, I guess if you want to call it that. So, and actually it was a quick um, delivery too. Um, he texted me about a week and a half ago that he, he bought one and within two weeks he, he got it, you know. So that, that, that was pretty cool. So, last weekend, UFC 257, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, two. Um, quite surprised actually how how it all unfolded. You know, the leg kicks of Dustin just, you know, finally got you know caught up to uh, to Conor. But you know what? I mean. I, you know, watching him at the the post fight press conferences, Conor McGregor. I think he was actually hurt, like not late, not from the leg kicks. I mean, the leg kicks obviously did you know help end the fight, but it just seemed like the the one punch towards the end there um, wobbled him more because he was woozy instead of him trying to step on that leg putting pressure on that leg 
and when I saw that, you know, I I just knew something was not going to go my way, you know, or Connor's way. Um, if you think about his career before, as he would like to say, the inactivity, the, the fighting once a year type deal, he took a lot of punches. You know, I mean, he he does he was quick, and he does have good defense, but he still took some punches. And when you're fighting two, three times a year, eventually they're going to catch up to you. And now he is older. He is older. You know, he's, what, 32, 33 years old. Um, towards the tail end of his prime years, you know, you, you would have to guess if there was even prime years. You know, you think about when he won the belts. Jose Aldo. Was around for how long by time him and Connor fought and you know it wasn't a, a lucky punch and th this is coming from a Connor McGregor fan okay it wasn't a lucky punch but Aldo had some wear and tear on him then he fought Eddie uh, Eddie Alvarez another one that had some wars in his past and older at the time then he, you know, Connor took time off to go fight Floyd Mayweather, which, you know, whatever. You, you want to make your, your money? You want to have a, a retirement ready for you? You know, money-wise, you know, that was the, the best route to go. Now, what is there for him to do? You know, Habib's not going to come back now. I, I said on last week's episode, the only way Habib was going to come back is if Connor won. And with Dustin winning this 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 fight what you know he, he's not going to make the money that he he made with Connor the first fight if he fought Dustin and you know Michael Chandler who had an impressive debut won't pull in the pay-per-view buys that him and Connor did so the only route Habib would have came back was if Connor won and I think UFC just lost a shitload of money because of it. Now, Connor already starting up saying he wants the, the trilogy for the belt, which I don't agree. You're coming off a loss. And it wasn't like a, a close decision loss, like a, a Max Holloway or um, uh, the, the, the champ he, he fought that you know, it was a razor close decision. Um, I think, you know, and I forget who I saw, what MMA reporters say on Twitter. You know, he, it's a good call to, to ask for the immediate rematch, but be careful because if you lose to Dustin again, then the questions start creeping in. How good was Conor McGregor? How good is his legacy? You know, if if I'm him, and if the US, UFC will allow it for him to fight in, at the Apex Center with no fans, try to get a quick turnaround. Fight like a, a top 10 guy. You know, he, he dropped uh, a name before the fight, Ala Quinta. Fight him. You know, he'll be able to trash talk with you and sell a little bit and most people know who he is 
most you know regular MMA fans know who he is. He Connor needs one or two good tune-up fights. If this pandemic didn't hit last year, and he was able to stay active after the Cowboy fight, I think we'd be talking a different story here. Cowboy, like I said last week, I love him. He was not. He should not have been in that ring. That was a good tune-up fight for Connor. But for Connor to come right out and fight Dustin last weekend, it, it just showed. You know, it, it it wasn't the right move to do. The other um, story I want to 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 take from UFC 257. Well, I, I, actually, let me take a step back here. As far as matchups, the, the only thing I, I would, other than Aliquinta, would be uh, Nate Diaz. Go for the trilogy there. You know that way you will begin. UFC will be making a lot of money off of that, and I don't think it will be that much of a drop off in talent-wise between Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier. So it could use a little bit of a a tune-up fight there so maybe maybe you do like Aliquinta and then summertime do um Nate Diaz and then maybe by the end of the year if Connor wins those two fights and Poirier still the champ if he's champion set it up then so the other the other fight that was controversial and I I could not believe Herb Dean did this. I'm just going to start saying it. I mean, Herb Dean refing the Amanda Rebus uh, fight. So what happened was Rodriguez connected with the punch to, to Rebus' face and just floored her. Got on top, started, you know, trying to finish her. Herb Dean came running in, got, I mean, inches from both fighters Reba's opponent backed off, put her hands up in the air because, you know, fight should have been over. Herb Dean stepped back, said, nope, keep fighting. And Reba was, was obviously, you could see she was out of it. And Reba's, she was so out of it that Reba's opponent put her hands up saying, you called the fight, you called the fight. Reba's got up, one or two more punches, got put back down. Rebus's opponent jumped back on top, landed more punches. Finally, Herb Dean stepped in and called the fight. I know Herb has been having a lot of criticism lately, and I've been a, a big supporter of Herb since I've been watching UFC, or MMA for that matter. This was bad. This just did not look good for Herb. I don't know what he saw when he came in close, but there's there's got to be the only thing I I could think of is they got to put some type of rule that if a, a ref is you know comes in and is just you know a couple inches away, if he doesn't call the fight, someone on the outside's got to call a fight because there obviously was a reason that made him get that close. You can't stand that close and be hesitant to, to, to stop a fight. If you're that close, the fight's over. So I'm starting to think now maybe maybe the fight commission needs to, you know, give Herb a, a couple 
couple fights off and, and regroup because he is one of the better ones. But as of late, it's not looking too good for him. So with the NFL season coming to a coming to an end in a couple weeks, you know, with Tampa Bay versus Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Um, I wanted to touch on some rumors floating around about you know what quarterbacks going where. Obviously, the big names out there that came out this past week, Deshaun Watson. No matter what head coach the Texans get, he wants out of Houston, and I don't blame him. Bill O'Brien just destroyed that that team, and even any want for Watson to to stay there. And I would not be surprised if J.J. Watt retires if Watson gets traded. Um, Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions will be being traded. Towards the end of the season, Matt Ryan was another one that was possible, but that one hasn't been confirmed. Carson Wentz still hasn't publicly came out and, and talked about maybe possibly coming back to the Eagles or asking for a trade. So... Adam Schefter, I believe it was, put out a list of potential quarterbacks that could be on new teams last year. And it was a list of like 18 quarterbacks. Now, some of them like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, those type of players I I didn't put on my list here because one, if I'm Alex Smith, I'm retiring. You know, you, you, you made your comeback. You're the comeback player of the year. Just be happy that you you have all your 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 legs and limbs and all that stuff, and, and you're coherent enough to go enjoy life now with your family. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a journeyman. He's getting up there in age as well. I could see him even retiring as well. But my list of I actually did top ten quarterbacks that could possibly go to different teams and so my list here obviously Deshaun Watson Aaron Rodgers made a a comment after the game this past weekend that opened up the you know the can of worms a little bit here like oh boy is is, are we done seeing Rodgers because they got Julian Love in the background they drafted him to be Rodgers replacement even though Rodgers has three years left on his contract Um, like I said Matthew Stafford Dak Prescott is, as of right now, supposed to be a free agent. Hasn't been franchise tagged yet, even though he may. Um, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, who I just saw before coming on uh, to record. Ian Rappaport was reporting that if he is not traded, it's a good chance that the Rams will have a quarterback competition with him and their backup next year. Um, Jimmy G from the 49ers, Mitch Trubisky, and Big Ben. So a couple of these I, I don't believe are going anywhere. For example, like Big Ben, I don't think he's going anywhere. He has one year left, I believe, on his contract. I could see him. I mean, he already said he's coming back. And I could see him them keeping him there to just give it one last go to try to win it all and then go into full re, uh, rebuild mode. I, I know Pouncey, their center, just retired so I mean the whole team is getting old um, 
I think Dak Prescott stays. I think he signs like a a one-year prove-it deal because of the, the broken leg. And shows that he's still as productive after the injury as he was before the injury. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's going nowhere. I think he'll stick around for at least one more year. But I did see um, one suggestion that if you do keep Aaron Rodgers, let's face it, Green Bay screwed up this whole situation, this whole quarterback situation, just as much as the Eagles screwed up their quarterback situation. If you want to keep Rodgers around because, you know, LaFleur came out and said he wants him here, you know, he's saying all the right things. Gotta show your commitment and you're gonna have to trade Julian Love. Otherwise, you're always gonna have that elephant in the room feeling between, you know, Rodgers and the organization. If you can't commit to him, you gotta trade him, unfortunately. But I, I don't think you're gonna wanna trade a MVP quarterback to let a, a second year quarterback, unproven quarterback, start. And you're not gonna get, you know, three first rounders for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you'll get a first rounder. You'll probably get two or three draft picks, but you're not gonna get what you would get for Deshaun Watson that Houston will get. So I, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think they'll probably even give him a little bump in pay just to help ease the tension in a way. So those are my, my main ones. And even, uh, like I said, Carson Wentz, I think, stays in Philly too. Um, more I've been reading, I guess he, he's been a, a prima donna in a way. Um Frank Reich was uh, quoted in saying in 2017 when he uh, met Carson up in uh, North Dakota, Carson told him that his coaches will tell him he has argued with offense coordinators. And at that time, Frank Reich just took that as, okay, this kid knows what he wants, knows the game, and is okay with arguing it. But Frank Reich and, and uh, the uh, the quarterback coach at that time I can never pronounce the name the right way um, and knew how to let him go and how to reel him back in and once both those guys left and it was just Doug Peterson Peterson started changing the offense a little bit took some of the, the privilege away of letting Carson call plays at the line and with this head coach coming in from the Colts, who was Frank Reich's uh, right-hand man, you would think this guy would, you know, have more information on Carson Wentz than Carson knows because of Frank Reich. So I, I think Carson will be more open to, you know, listen to his head coach a little bit more now, especially that he basically forced Peterson out by saying that he's going to ask for a trade and that the relationship with Peterson was unrepairable. But after this year, if, if he doesn't put up numbers like he used to, he may be gone next year, which his contract, I believe, would allow that to happen because of the, of the cap hit. Now, Deshaun Watson, 
you know, a lot of people say that I, I seen um, New York Jets. Okay, <clears throat> here's the thing. Even though I think people are saying Deshaun wants to go to the New York Jets, why would he want to go there? What is there for him to to help? You know, take his talent to the next level. There's there's really nothing. You know, I mean, I, I know Sam Darnold's not Deshaun Watson, but do they have a like? Who's their receivers? Who's their running game? You know, I actually think, and this this team has popped up a few times. Miami, I think he could go to Miami, and it would kind of be funny in a way because let's not forget Miami got all these draft picks from Houston for Tunsil. The, the tackle that they, they traded away during the season because of Bill O'Brien. So I was looking at like what draft picks Miami would have and what they would have to give up. I really think they could get Deshaun Watson if they give up the number three, Tua, and maybe a second-day draft pick. Obviously, Deshaun's a lot better quarterback than Tua. But if they include Tua, the Jets would get their franchise quarterback and still have the number three overall draft pick to give Tua weapons like uh, Smith from Alabama or, or Chase from LSU, the wide receivers. Or even Najee Harris, if you wanted to, to trade back and, and get some running game help there. And if Deshaun were to go to, to Miami, think about that, that offense, okay? The, the receivers you got there, you got a young core at running uh, running back. You know, they didn't do that bad this year. They were, what, 10-5, and five, I believe? You know, so I think Deshaun would help them get into playoffs and maybe even win a playoff game. Um, like I said, I, I got Jimmy G actually going back to the Patriots. I mean, it would make sense. He's had success there. They know him. You know, he, he knows the system. I, I think that would be a smart move for the Patriots. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I have staying with the Bears on a one-year. You know, why not? I mean, you invested this much into him. Why not give him one more year to see if if he's what you, you, know, you guys thought he was? Um, Jarek Off, I think, goes to the Colts. Colts would finally get their young quarterback. They, they want to get a young quarterback in there to grow with this young team and Frank Wright. And if you think about how Frank Wright was with Carson Wentz, I think he could do the same thing with uh, Jared Goff. But as far as Matt Stafford, I actually have him going to the Browns. I, I think the Browns move on from Baker Mayfield. I think they've seen enough that he's a good quarterback, but he's not the quarterback to get you over the hump. And Stafford wants to go to a competitive team that could win now and I I think the Browns can because just you know think about it, the Browns almost beat the Chiefs two weeks ago and think about those wide receivers Stafford could launch it to them they're very talented plus a good running game plus a very good defense so I, I definitely could see Matthew Stafford going to the Browns and 
Not saying they're gonna win the Super Bowl, but maybe a championship game. So as I, I said a little bit earlier um, about Carson Wentz and Philadelphia Eagles, and I, I touched on it a little bit last week, but didn't want to give my comments until we've seen how everything played out. Philadelphia Eagles announced last Thursday that they have they hired Nick Soriani from the, uh, the Colts, their offense coordinator. A lot of people did not like this move as far as fans. They don't understand why. And at the time, I didn't either. You know, everybody that has listened to the show knows how big I am on Deuce Daly. And unfortunately, he's going to Detroit, which I do not blame him at all. Um, basically, getting passed over for two, maybe three head coaching jobs with the Eagles. Got looked over for the offense coordinator job. So I, I don't blame him. <clears throat> excuse me. Don't blame him at all for moving to uh, Detroit. But as far as Soriani, um, you look at the stats and you look at what Carson's issue was last year. Very first thing, held on to the ball too long. He was, I think they said like 33rd or something in the league as far as, you know, uh, time of release. And if you look at the Colts, they were in top like five or so in getting the ball out quick, which is going to take away from hits on Carson. It's going to make him move a little bit quicker. And I I think that's going to help Carson also. You know, um, I think Peterson leading the league in calling vertical routes is what really hurt Wentz confidence in himself and in the offensive line because you're standing back there longer than you should. Now, granted, Colts were at the bottom of the, the league as far as verticals, but that's what you got play action pass for. You know, you, you mix in the run and short passes, get that defense creeping up, and that's when you go over the top. That's when you have Jalen Rager or Deshaun Jackson if he's back. I'm not sure if he's going to be back or not. But as far as the, the coach and the, the the team that he's putting together of coaches, I'm, I'm glad we got Stoutland back for offensive line. Um, he, he's definitely one of the best. If it wasn't for our injuries, we would have uh, one of the, the best offensive lines out there. We just got to get Carson more weapons. And the thing that Nick is good at He's a, he used to be a wide receiver scout. And like I say to you guys all the time, when's the last time, other than T.O., we had a legit number one wide receiver on this team? Not like a 2A or 2B or 1B, a legit number one. Macklin was good. Deshaun was good. But we need Julio Jones or... Um, like that style of, of a player and Devontae Smith from Alabama I'm hoping he's there at number number six for us I think that would help Carson out you put him Deshaun Jalen Rager all together now the only downfall that he's walking into is this cap um, situation so it's going to be interesting to see how well he can maneuver players around if we can't 
sign anybody because of our cap situation. So I think that's going to be it for this week. Um, obviously, no picks this week, but I will give my Super Bowl picks next week. Um, it's still up in the air. You know, I mean, you, you obviously want to pick the Chiefs until they lose, but it's Brady. You just, you just never know. So definitely get my picks next week. Make sure you guys tune in Friday night over on YouTube, uh, 3Y TV, to, to root on Josh Sobel, our Simbox truck driver. Uh, there's only a couple more races left in the season. Um, head over to staytunesports.net. All our social media accounts and our YouTube channels on the right-hand side there. Click, like, subscribe, all that stuff. And head over to our merch store. Get yourself a t-shirt, hat, something to... You know, show your support that, uh, of how great of a, a show this really is. <laughs> so, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.